these few weeks, there's a burden God placed upon my heart to speak on obedience. And anytime God demands obedience or a father demands obedience from his children, most of the time is for the good of the child or for us. Sometimes we think that God says, obey me, because if you obey, you make God bigger than he's supposed to be. No. It's just because he wants it to be well with you. Helping your son to have a very good education, giving your child or your daughter principles of life that they can follow to make life better. In fact, it benefits them first. After, all, after they finish it, they go, some of them, they go, they go and marry all that you invested in him or in her, putting it in another person. And they come once or twice in a year, come and say, Daddy, Mommy, how are you? Hi, they are gone. <laughs> Meanwhile, you spend all the time to train them, all because you want it to be well with them. So anytime God gives a command, it's not because of he, God, but it's because of you. I hope you're getting me. If God said, thou shalt not steal, you say, I want to steal. If you continue to steal, who end up in prison? Almost all the laws that were given have no any other God beside me, even that one. So that God will be your God, that he can help you, he can fight for you, that you can be his people, he can make you a peculiar person. Not because if you obey him, he'll become bigger. He's not like a man. His kingdom is not based on voting. He doesn't need numbers to be a king. So every law he gives, everything he tells us to do, it is for our own good. So anytime you obey God, you are not obeying God because you think when you do it, you are doing God any good. You are doing yourself good. In fact, a sign that you love God is obedience. Obedience is doing what God says you should do. Jesus gave some parables some two people. Here there is one, the father sent him. He says, Daddy, I will go. The another one, his father sent him. He said, Daddy, I will go. They are at the end. The one who said, I will go, didn't go. The one who said, I won't go, went and did exactly what the father said. So he asked, which one of them was obedient? They said, oh, we will do it. Oh, pastor, we are standing with you. Not only your speech. <laughs> Let me see it in words, the words in action. If you want to serve God, don't only say it with your mouth and your lips. Let us see God's service in you. People will see you and see what you said. That is what I call obedience. We have a lot of people who give lip services. You go, they will wrap you because the world have taught people how to wrap people like Fanti Kinky. You remove the first coat. With the second quote, <laughs> you see the team pop over. So you finish. <laughs> you see something small inside. Don't rub God like that. Don't rub anybody like that. Let your yes be yes and let your no be no. 
If he said you will do it, do it. If you won't do it, don't just rub God. God knows your heart. Hallelujah. So sometimes that's why I just wonder. Sometimes some people, when they say pledge, ah, they'll come and stand. And they know they won't do. I want Christians to be honest to whatever you do. If you can't, don't deceive yourself and deceive the congregation. Because you can't deceive God. When you obey God, there are benefits. Great benefit. And obedience proves your love for the one you are obeying. He said, if you love me, do my commandment. It also proves your knowledge of God. If you know God well, that God has good intention for you, you will obey him. John 14, verse 15 and 21. Let's read 14, 15 and 21 first. How do you prove your love? He who has my commandments and keep them, it is he who does what? Who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my what? My father. And I will love him and manifest myself to him. So you become the beneficiary. You then attract the love of God. You see, love of God will be on you. You say, ah, why does God love this person so much like that? You can do this, and God love automatically come unto you. And he will also manifest himself. He will show himself to you. Sometimes at a point when you're in trouble, you won't see the manifestation of God in your life. You pray and nothing happens. Why? Because you never loved him. Don't blame God when the time you're looking for him, you don't see him. If you want him to manifest himself to you every day, then obey him every day. Then 1 John 2, verse 3 to 4. Now by this, we know that we know him. If we keep his commandment, this is what proves that you know Jesus, that you know God. It is when you keep his commandment. Anyone who knows God very well, would like to keep his commandment. If we know who God is, if he speaks, you will not take it very lightly. Anyone who begins to obey God knows God. If you know God, it helps you to obey him. And all those who obeyed God have knowledge about that God. Abraham knew God. That God who promised him that child, he also had the ability to raise that child even if he killed that child. God is able to give him back the same child. He knows him in that way, so it was very easy for him to obey him. So, I always pray that God unveil yourself to me very well so that I can obey you. I remember some time ago, he tested my love for him. Those days, we take the salary in an envelope in cash. We call it tabletop. The late 70s, I was working with Ghana Publishing. Took my salary! You no, know, payday is good day for every worker. Took that white envelope. When it comes to your tongues, it can multiply. <laughs> Everything looked very nice when you take your salary. I took it. I had my plan. Everything. The moment I walked out, I felt there was a voice in me. I felt like coming to Legon Garden to come and pray. I walked there, was praying, praying, praying. I saw some gentleman who was so praying. Very, the guy's prayer was very intense. I decided to intensify my two. 
sometimes some prayers help you to pray. I was praying, 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 praying. I said, the reason why God brought me here, speak to me. Then I heard a voice. The envelope in your pocket. <laughs> Give all to the gentleman who is praying. I said, Satan, get behind me. <laughs> I said, this can't be God. So I continued, the more I prayed, the more the voice begins to speak inside me. I told God, God, you know this is very difficult. I said, God, you know, I still have about 30 days to go. Transport inside, food inside, everything inside. God, how do you want me to live this month? So I heard a voice. I said, what about if you lost the job and you were not paid? How are you going to live for a year, not even for a month? That softened my position. And God is a good God. If I was God, I would just slap me. And my mouth would turn to the left. But God is very patient. He wanted to understand him. He didn't say anything. He said, go and give that money all to that gentleman. I wanted to remove some. I said, God, you know, I need transport back to Dansuma. He said, I said, give all. I said, from Legon to Dansuma, how am I going to get there? He said, give all. The more I pray, the intensity, the voice comes. And I was sure this was God. I decided to obey. The moment I made up, I wanted, I was going to give the money, I had some freedom inside me. So I told God, I said, God, I'm going to say in a very small voice. I won't let him see the envelope. I will say it once. If he hears and stretch forth his hand, then I'll put my hand in my pocket. And I just said it in a small tone that God said, I should give you this money. The guy said, Sometimes it's difficult to obey. And when I was pulling the money, I see the magnet in my pocket. That was also pulling the money back. And something was telling me, Satan can behave like an angel of light. But I knew inside me it was God. I said, what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own life? I took the money and I gave the money to that gentleman. And there was joy that came upon me. The moment the gentleman took the envelope, he said, thank you. He said, my wife and my child is at the hospital. And I needed some money. And I told God, either he kills me here, I will pray until I die for them to die there too. I will never live here if he doesn't give me the money to go home. And Adia Samson, the moment I gave him, the guy stopped praying. <laughs> and he started going home. Then my prayer was, Shalom, Baba. While I was praying, how am I going to go home? Then after I finished, I decided to go home. I started walking, and I walked through Jimpa Road. That time, there were not villages there. It was Bush Road. It wasn't part of the town. But I didn't fear anything, because if you don't have money, you don't have anything. What do you fear? You don't fear armed robber, because there's nothing to rob. And if I was having that money, I would have been having... If some people meet me and they beat me. But 
I was just singing and praising God and moving and praising God. And on my way, somebody was passing. Those days, you can pick people. The guy saw me going alone. He said, stop. I said, where are you going? You alone at this time. I said, oh, I'm going. He said, he said come, let him put you inside. So he put me inside. And when we're going, I asked him, do you know Jesus Christ? <laughs> Obia Mount left. You won't shut your mouth. <laughs> I started preaching to the guy. The guy was crying. Then I had a word of knowledge. I thank God for the gift. He set up the gift in me. And I said, man, where you're going is dangerous. He said, how? I said, you've left your wife and children. You're going to your girlfriend. And I mentioned the girlfriend name. And the guy thought he met a ghost. And when I finished preaching to him, we got to the police station. There's a police station at the uh, Achimota there. He said, where are you going? I said, I'm going to Dansuma. And he was going to a different pharmacy. He was going to the other side. He said, look, I will take you home. After I finished, he stopped there. I preached to him. I finished. He said he wanted that Jesus. I prayed with him. He received Christ and received the Holy Spirit baptism. And when he received the Holy Spirit baptism, he started hearing the voice of God. He said, I feel like God said, I should drop you at home. Transport, I've got it now. <laughs> you can't beat God. If you obey him, it is better for you. The guy picked me and drove me. This is not torture. This is proper car. I used to take torture and I was going to get down someplace and make another line. But this one straight forward to my house, straight in front of my house. He took me there and said, what's your name? What you've given me is more precious. He signed something. He said, I'm going to give you something when you go open. He signed a check. And when I opened it, it was more than twice my salary. Sometimes God wants to bless you. I'm not asking you to go and do that until God speaks to you. I learned a lesson that look, you cannot beat God when you obey him. When you obey him, you will never be put to shame. You will never be disgraced. It is for our own good. And that mom, I was rich. <laughs> so these are the benefit of obeying him. When you obey him, you don't lose anything. You rather show forth your love to him. And when it happens that we have spiritual blessings, when you obey him, Exodus chapter 15, verse 5. He said, Now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my commandment, then you shall be what? Especially at that time, I've been a special person for someone to sign a check like that. People will give you just throw your money for this. But this one, she like that, I became a peculiar person. God wants to make you special. You'll be special on this earth here. Wherever you go, this is a special person. Every eye is on you. God's eye is on you. He's there to protect you, to keep you, to preserve you. When anything comes, you're special. He will pick you out first. If you obey me, what I will do to you, I will make you a special treasure. You will not just be a liability. 
You don't just be any useless thing. You will be treasured, very treasured by men. He said, a treasure to me above all. All people. So any time you get to any place, you will be number one. You know, treasures are treasured. Every eye is on you. People want to have you because wherever they put you, there is joy. You are bringing happiness. You are bringing prosperity. You are bringing answers. You are just treasured by all. The nation will treasure you. Your church will treasure you. Your family will treasure you. You won't be a hopeless person that people see and they just spit on you. No. God wants to make you a special treasured person. Above all men. For all the earth is man. He's telling you, this earth on which we are all walking, it belongs to him. Ah, I love it. Jeremiah 7, 23, God will also be your God. But this is what I commanded them, saying, obey my voice and I will be your word. You cannot just say, oh, God is my God. Some say, oh, now why is this our God? No. Just obey him. God said, I will be your God, and what? And you shall be my people. And walk in all the ways that I have commanded you. That it may be what? If you obey God, it will be what? Well with you. Do you want things to be well with you, then the gate to that one is not corruption. The gate to that one is not manipulating authority. No, the door to that one is obeying God. There was a king, he was going to battle, God said, God, if you go, if you kill, kill everything, destroy everything. The king went and uh, he killed what he liked and took what looks very nice to him. One, because he did not know God. If he knew God, he wouldn't have done that. But Saul and the people spared Agag, the best of the sheep, the oxen, the fatling, the lamb, and all that was good, and were unwilling to utterly destroy them. But everything despised and worthless, that they utterly want. They destroyed things they think is not good for them. God said, go and destroy everything. No, 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 no. I'm wiser than God. Sometimes we feel wiser. We think our brains are sharper than God. We are very smart. Sometimes we have smart thieves. When they steal, they think we are smart. We are able to maneuver to do the wrong and nobody sees it. You think you are smart. If you know God, if he knew God, he wouldn't have done this. Because God was at the battle with them. He was fighting the battle. He won the battle. He was there. Whatever you killed, God was looking at you. And those that you took, he was looking at you. And you think he doesn't know? You think you can hide the sheep? Those things, the agar who was creating problem for you, the king, the master of the one that is creating trouble, you've kept it, kill rather the children and preserve those who have brought that thing upon the children, you think God will sit down, you leave the influential people and vent everything on the poor. You think God doesn't see it. He sees it. Then Samuel went to Saul, and Saul said to him, Blessed are you of the Lord. I have performed the commandment of the Lord. 
he doesn't know God. The one that knows God obey him. If you know God, that God sees everything, he hears everything, God is everywhere, you will be very careful when he commands you to do something, you do it to the letter. Even you must know that he knows what is in your heart. What you are thinking, he knows it. He sees everything. If you know that kind of God, you don't need to please man. So somebody said, what then is this bleeding of sheep in my ears? And the lowing of the oxen which are here. You said you've done everything. You've obeyed everything. But I'm still hearing the, the man, the moon. And Saul said, they have brought them from the Amalekites. For the people spared the best of the sheep and the oxen to sacrifice the Lord your God. And the rest we have utterly destroyed. Is that the instruction God gave him? No. He said, destroy everything. And you are going to determine which one is good for God. And I believe it was not for offering. And so that we use God to decorate our sins. Then someone said to Saul, be quiet. I will tell you what the Lord said to me last night. And he said to him, speak on. So someone said, when you were little in your own eyes, but he himself said that before they chose him. He said, I am the least. My family is the least from Benjamin. Sometimes you give things in the hands of God, he finished fighting for you. After he's finished, you're packing. God cannot be used. When you are in trouble, you seek him. But after you've won your battle, you're packing. You think God can be treated like that? And he said, oh, my God, I love this man. When you were little in your own eyes, were you not head of the tribe of Israel? And did not the Lord anoint you king over Israel? It's not because you deserve it. Now the Lord sent you on a mission and said, go and utterly destroy the Amalekites and fight against them until they are consumed. This is the instruction of God he gave to you. Why then did you not obey the voice of the Lord? Why did you swoop down on the spoil and do evil in the sight of the Lord? And Saul said to Samuel, but I have obeyed the voice of the Lord and gone on the mission on which the Lord sent me and brought back Agag, king of Amalekite. I have utterly destroyed the Amalekite. Is that what God said? But the people took of the plunder, sheep and the oxen, the best of the things who should have been utterly destroyed to sacrifice to the Lord your God in Gilgal. Look at what he said. Sometimes we want to make sense of our sins. We want to explain our sin in a very nice way. We want to give reason why we should do some things. So someone said, has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to heed than the fat of rams. Your obedience comes first before your sacrifices. It doesn't matter how much offering you give to God. He needs your obedience first. It doesn't matter how many times you come to serve and to pack chairs and to sing and to preach. He needs our obedience first. He doesn't matter how much you feel you have served God. What he needs is our obedience first. Finally, there are spiritual blessings. 
and their physical blessings. Deuteronomy 28. Now it shall come to pass if you diligently do what? Obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments which I command you today that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. It goes with what is it? He will make you a peculiar person and make you a treasure. He will set you high above all nations of the earth. Obedience brings promotion. Sometimes when we think when we obey God, we are becoming a fool. People are going to step on us. No! For a moment, it will look like people are working on you. But the final thing is that you will be at the top. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. Because what? The reason why it will come upon you is because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. He said, all these blessings shall, not may, shall come upon you and overtake you. You don't chase blessing. Obedient people don't chase blessing. Blessing chases them. I have been saying all the time that wherever you put me with God, I will succeed. So for a blessed person, it is not the country you run to that makes you rich. It is the God you carry to that place. It is not even the place that employs you. You can be employed in Bank of Ghana where all our money is, but you can be the poorest. And you can also be put at a place where nobody respects, but you'll be the richest. I pray that we'll have an obedient heart. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the city. Blessed shall you be in the country. You don't need to run from your village to Accra for God to be able to make you rich. If God wants to bless you, wherever you position yourself, God can bless you. What we need is to be obedient. Some people to be obedient, God wanted to start something from that village. Some people to be obedient, he wanted to relocate from the village to the city. So that is what I call obedient. In following the direction of God, you prosper. Then, the produce of your ground and the increase of your head, the increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flock, whatever you do, look, there are laws that fight against businesses. God can break those laws and make it to be to your advantage. Sometimes, when things are difficult in the world, that's where some people make money. The hardness of a situation in a place creates an opportunity for some people to also make money. In the midst of the difficulties, that's where some people also rise up as millionaires. So it's not the condition in the world that will determine your prosperity. It is your heart and obedience to God that will determine your prosperity. <laughs> Blessed shall your basket be and your kneading bowl. Whatever you work with, wherever you store your things, whatever you use to carry it, 
your bank account, everything shall be blessed. Hallelujah. Then, blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. Your movement, you are blessed. Any place you go, you'll be blessed. If you come in, you'll be blessed. If you go out of the country, you'll be blessed. If you come in the country, you'll be blessed. The position doesn't determine your prosperity. It is God that determines your prosperity. He says that the Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. What betrays any enemy who sit down to plan to say, I am going to fight this guy. If he tries, God is going to show him where power lies. You see, he's joining hand with you. Your enemy has become his enemy. When he begins to fight you, God then take the battle and begin to fight for you. You defeat them. They will be defeated before your face. Your eye will see that this enemy is bigger than me, but I have beaten him. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses. You know your storehouses? A bank account. It won't go red. But you have more than enough to support the work of God. I believe that our heart should be to obey God. That whatever he tells you, do it. We should start with the little that we hear. Say, how do I obey him? Whatever he tells you to do, it may be so little, begin with the little you know. And just do it, and it shall be well with you. Go and read the rest of the blessings, and it will be yours. God will also protect you. When you obey God, you don't waste your time fighting demons. God fights the seen and the unseen battles for you. I pray that you will continue to obey him. If you start obeying and you fail, don't give up. Galvanize yourself. Say, today I have fallen. I will rise up again. Believers don't fall and lie down. When you fall, rise up and go and beat your enemy. The floor is not your place. The top is your place. So when you lie down, it is temporary. When you are up, it is great. I know some of us are struggling sometimes in sin. Don't let that hinder you. Make up your mind, God, help me to obey you. And God will help you. If you fall 10 times, rise up how many times? 10 times and continue to move on. And eventually God is going to pick you and place you because he wants to rule his people well. So he will take the righteous and place them at the place where they can rule well so that people can be happy. When the righteous are in power, what happens? The people do what? Rejoice. So God wants the nation, his people to rejoice. So when we live the righteous life, we obey him. God will promote us to the top where people can rejoice from the ground. I want us briefly, from our heart, to speak to God to help you to obey him in different ways. What God expects from me, maybe is different from what he's expecting from you. So that your little obedience is going to help save a life. Pray that God will make you know him, that 
after knowing him, you also understand his voice well. That his known word that is written to you, you will obey that known word. And it will be well with you according to his word. He should help you when you are weak for you to be able to obey him. The sin that beset you, everybody has got some sin that beset you. And their weight, that weigh us down. And we are not able to reach that high. May he help us to lighten those weights and to strengthen us to overcome the besetting sins in our lives. Our gracious Father, we thank you, we bless you that you will help us. You will raise us. Lord, we surrender our heart, our life, our mind, our everything to you. Lord, speak in a way that we will understand and help us no matter how hard and difficult it is, Lord, to be able to obey it. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. I know this is not one of the exciting messages, but it is an honest preaching I preach to you. And if you take it, it will work for you. So God bless you. I'm going to see you up there. I'm going to see you at the rulership position. I'm going to see you at the top of every place. And every place they go, I see the righteous. And I see people rejoicing under. I see you there. And that's where I see you. Because I know you're going to be obedient to the voice of God. And God is going to raise you and lift you. God bless you. Yeah.